You're listening to the League of Ordinary Gentlemen podcast with your hosts, Brent and Angelo. This is episode number 68 for your favorite podcast and mine, The Timeless Art of Seduction. Angelo, how are you this week? I'm feeling very critical, Brent, uh, to be totally frank. Uh, today, I'm feeling a little bit critical. This may, Uh-oh. Yeah, this may come down as the most negative podcast. And I've, I've been getting positive feedback from managers. They've really been enjoying the podcast. I appreciate that. But That's good. I, I, I think I'm cracking. And, and can I start with something? I don't want to criticize you. It's not fair for me to start it this way. but Yeah, but it's inevitable. So you might as well just get it right off, uh, off your chest right at the top of the show. This is going to set the tone for the day. Well, yeah. I, I've been listening to our podcast, and I think we're doing a good job, particularly remotely. But it... it and just tell me if I'm off here, but when I listen to the opening, you know, you got the song and yep. then you say you're listening to the podcast with Brent and Angelo. I just started thinking this week, why do you get top billing uh, on this? Like, and as we get, this is the thing we see with fans all the time. As we get yeah. more famous, yeah. I mean, there's some feelings hurt, but I was wondering if you could reshoot that saying, this is the podcast, blah, 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 uh, featuring, uh, commissioner and six-time champion Angelo, and then with his um, co-host Brent, would you be sidekick? Yeah, sidekick. Sidekick's a better yeah. one, I think. Uh, just something to consider. And also, why didn't you use Spoon Man? Oh, I could have used Spoon Man. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice little spoon thing. Anyways, so I'm, that's the, that's it. The negativity's gone now. I feel good now that I got okay. that off the test. I'm sorry. Uh, it, it was a Yoko moment. Kelly mentioned it to me this week. It, oh, so it's it, it, it's uh, infiltrating your family dynamics as well. Yeah, she was wondering that question, and I needed to ask it. Really? Yeah. Well, okay. Anyways, do you have a coffee this morning? Just wanted to know if you have a coffee in your hand. I did have one. I did have one. I'm drinking some some water now. I, I was coughing last week. It was very dry in here with uh, the amount of the, the coldness we have. Uh, but I do. I actually need to apologize to you too before we get started. This is the worst start ever. Um, this is. You asked me if I was celebrating an anniversary, and I did. But selfishly, I didn't return the favor because you too were married in February, were you not? Actually, today is my anniversary. Well, happy anniversary! And I'm yeah, celebrating happy. by shooting a podcast. That's. I think that's a great way to do it. I made sure we did it today because tomorrow's Kelly's birthday. So I guess. <laughs> Yeah. That's right. Husband of the year for you today. Yeah, absolutely. What do you call it? Uh, uh, birth the birth anniversary or something? No, birth and time day. Birth and time. <laughs> yeah, I love birth and time. That's birth excellent. and time day tomorrow. And you know, we have a third manager. Yeah, uh, the Cutlass Supremes who celebrated his anniversary last week. So February uh, is the month of love for many of us, and it feeds well into the timeless art of seduction. So today, oh, does it ever? Today we're going to pair some uh, some managers together with some trades. We obviously before that need to do. Um, oh, do, do we need to do winners and losers anymore? I was thinking maybe that was something we could skip this week just to save some time. What do you think? No, I I, I think we actually kind of it's a trend. It's part of part of Lug lore um, is uh, winners and losers. We need to really um, focus in on on this week's uh, losers. I think and and because there's a, there's some different faces there and, and it's nice to see it's nice to see the change in here. So uh, we're going to stick with that uh, segment here of winners and losers. We. May May even spend a little bit more time on it this week. Who knows oh, what I'm happens always, when we get to the third segment of the show? Okay, I'm always thinking about our, our listeners and are, are they tired of winners and losers? Has it become stale? So something we can consider as we go along. We had Aiden um, text me this week, and he was 
asking for a first ever quarterly report. So we are going to do a quarterly report. It's a great idea. We are at the quarter point. And then let's start off with a little bit of NHL news. And there's really only one story that dominated the NHL this week. uh, And that was uh, the Vegas Golden Knights gold helmet. How did you feel about that? I... It, I thought it was actually somebody's joke. Like, so I'm, uh, uh, you know, I was like my regular doom scrolling through, I guess it's, that's the term, I guess now, but doom scrolling through uh, my Twitter feed. And then all of a sudden they come across it because I didn't see it in the game. And I'm like, someone's actually probably done some Photoshopping. And then I'm like, no, no, those are real. I actually like them. They've got to be so distracting to play with. Uh, so I play against. Uh, I, I really like them. They're great. I think you would have to wear sunglasses if you were on the ice. They were, they were. You know, I wonder at what point. So Vegas is this this franchise that is the model franchise yeah. for for everything, and they just keep trying stuff. I think they're just starting to joke with people. Let's just throw gold helmets on and see what people say. Well, I know, and and it's 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 it it they they are so reflective and they're and like it, this everything's mirrored and I I don't know how they could not be distracting. I I don't even know if if. Uh, do they violate any equipment uh, policy? I don't know. Who knows? I They're awesome, they though. I love them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to go out and get one for my men's league when it returns. <laughs> and white gloves. I'm going gold helmet, white gloves in men's league. White, yeah, yeah. Remember white gloves? We had, we played with white gloves. He was a little bit... Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, otherwise, that was the big news. I think we're seeing uh, Toronto really separating themselves as... Uh, the class of the North Division, and uh, really and truly, there's a different. I get it as someone who hates the Leafs. There's something different with this team this year. I think. I think so too. Um, it's it's it, it it could come down to the fact that you know they 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 may recognize in in uh, um, that this is their time, and and uh, time is time is always short, right? Like it's it, you have a limited window to to be competitive and to win. And uh, they're they're starting to separate from from the rest of, of from the Canadians and the in in the Oilers right now, and they've got and it's not a huge lead, but it's getting there, um, and it's going to build. They're on a four game win streak. I uh, I honestly think this is this is the year if they're going to do it. Um, but they're they're playing like they're playing like they're a favorite right now for sure. Yeah, I don't know if I mentioned this, but as someone who. Uh, who has a, a very passionate hatred of the Leafs? I actually want them. This is the year I want them to win, and you want to know why? Because there's no parade. There's no parade. <laughs> there's no parade. There's no celebration. There's nothing. Everything's shut down. This would yeah. be the year. So go Leafs, go this year. This is it. It it, it actually that that would be um, you know Toronto's been planning that parade as as one of our former uh uh colleagues uh, used to say for years and years and years and that would absolutely be it'd be actually tragic but it, it it would be a lot of fun and and quite funny actually along the way i'm just looking at again looking at these standings in the north and my goodness those senators are hurting right now and uh you look at with five points overall they've really won <laughs> they've won two games uh i don't know how uh how, how much more uh bad or worse that can get for this franchise but uh, they're really they're really struggling well the owner said that the year 2021 to 2025 would be years of unparalleled success was his words last year um so you can give him a, a mulligan on this year with covid and with this being what should be the last of the rebuilding years yeah which would mean next year they are stanley cup contenders so based on that criteria 
I think that Pierre Dorian is in the final stages of his job in Ottawa. There's no way he can't be fired after this debacle. Well, and then and we we look at. I, I agree with you 100. percent I think this has just been like this season is is it, it can't really get any worse for this this franchise. I mean, they base they've lost all but two games. But you know what? There's other franchises that are struggling in the north as well. Like you have your clear like powerhouses right now, and it's it's actually really nice to see Montreal and Toronto at the top. That's really it's kind of been rare, and it's been a, a long time that these two teams have been basically one and two in the league. So that's uh, that's been uh, exciting to see. Good for Canadian hockey. But there's other franchises that are actually struggling. If you take a deeper look in this north division, that is so exciting, and the Canucks are one too. Poor oh, yeah, I think I think you know. Let's who gets fired first, Jim Benning or Pierre Dorian? Like they're they're a disaster, uh, you know. And uh, you know, Calgary, Winnipeg seem to be doing okay. Montreal's stumbling a little bit right now. You know, is, yep. is it possible that we'll see? I think Toronto wins the division. Does Does Edmonton make a push for second in the division? Who knows? But I think we can say with confidence that Vancouver and Ottawa will not make the playoffs this year, and then uh, probably Calgary, Winnipeg battling for that last spot. But Montreal's having a bit of a, a a bit of a struggle as well. Yeah, the Canucks are, are are have lost six in a row, which is absolutely incredible. And you flip start flipping over. This is good just to kind of this all comes back to the pool because again, it's it's after you know we'll get to some of the the, the uh, trades and all that other stuff. But you start looking at the breakdown of some of the other teams that are that are flying high here as well, and you get to see you know in the West Division, you know the least the least their point accumulation right now is is you know. Uh, they're doing. Uh, they're just right up there with the Bruins. The Bruins have 22 points. Leafs have 23. This is it is shaping out to be some exciting, I guess, postseason hockey if if we actually get there, right? Oh, I think so. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So on that note, you know, if we get there, is the next next kind of part of our NHL news here for for segment number one here is is what about the COVID news? What's going on? So, you know, same old, same old. I, as I look through, um, you know, various teams, I just can't believe how many games continue to be uh, postponed. And, and, you know, we, we had a scare here in Canada. I think things are okay, but Steven Stamkos is on yep. the list now. Yep. Anthony Sorelli's on the list. Uh, Buffalo hasn't played in ages. Um, so I really think that the 56-game schedule – is a pipe dream. I don't see it happening. I see the league having to retool to um, maybe to a 48-game season. So when they had the shortened season uh, because of the lock, the lockout years ago, I don't remember which season this was. Um, might have been in the early 2010s. They had a 48-game season, and I think that's where we might be heading. We have to end up canceling some games because just there's been so many games postponed and scheduled uh, at a later date that inevitably COVID's going to win. And uh, if they want to get a season in that has some credibility, they might have to cut back. Well, isn't, and it wasn't there just a really, I, I can't, I, it's just, there's been so much news on this lately. I can't recall, but some teams are having to play each other seven games straight in order to try to get caught up to games that have been postponed. Yeah. And this is, you know what I mean? You know, it's good to get the games in, but it's not really good for fans. It's not really good for uh, teams as well, and 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 it's definitely not good for fantasy hockey and and managers in the league for teams that are having to do that. Um, and it's in it it really is indicative that that I think you're right. The league is going to really struggle trying to get through um, to the playoffs 
where they may have to do some sort of a bubble system again, right? Yeah, I think so. It'll be it'll be interesting. I mean, this is the the season of COVID, and whoever wins the pool will have managed this very well, um, and maybe hit yeah. a little luck. But this is uh, complete wackiness. So let's go on to uh, Aiden's suggestion of this quarterly report, a check in on where we rank play uh, teams in the preseason, where they are now. This is going to be a quick hitter because obviously in a few weeks we're going to have our mid-season report, which will be very detailed. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking let's look at the rankings, 1 to 12, where they ranked in the preseason. Let's give them a score, um, you know, A to E, A plus being the highest you can get, and then maybe yeah. a quick hitter on why uh, the team is where they are. So first off, uh, the, the leader since week one, Great Heisenberg, uh, he had a preseason rank of 5 we got to give him an A-plus on how this season's going for him. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it, it, the money he spent at the draft on McDavid um, was huge, but it, it's 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 money in the bank, and he's proving to be the player consistently worth 350 you know, $375 at draft time because he just gets you everything. Big part of the reason why Heisenberg is in one and has been in one since week one. Yeah, so let's go on to number two. And uh, before we say that, you know, Listen, all due respect, Austin Matthews, Patrice Bergeron, these guys are foundational players for a fantasy team, but they look like children when they've got 16 points each and uh, McDavid swimming along at 28 points. So good on Blair for picking up yep. David. He recognized early on that was important, and uh, he grabbed him. Uh, number two in our ranking. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, it's amazing because he had a preseason rank of 12th. Uh, this is Mike. I was in the pool and uh, we're giving him a score of an A-plus right now, and uh, if we had extra pluses, uh, he'd be getting it, without uh, a doubt. And for him, it's patience. He had a bad start. Um, you know, a few weeks ago, he was down in the lower third or the bottom yep. of the middle third, not going well at all. He didn't make a panic move, and now it's paying off. His team is clicking, and, uh, you know, he's, he's definitely a player to win some money. He had a really good week, got some really good points in very important categories, short, shorthanded points, yeah. things like that. So uh, full credit, as hard as it is to say, to uh, Mike Hughes, A-plus on the year. Number three. Yeah, that's amazing for him. Good on him. Um, is Here's another A-plus superstar right now in our league. Um, and this is Aiden, uh, notorious G-I-B-B. Uh, he had a preseason rank of, of seven. And uh, he's 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 just proving once again that uh, he is lethal in this uh, in this pool. Well, full on masterclass in how to manage a free agent strategy in COVID, which I didn't know was something a year ago that even existed. But he yeah. um, he has managed that free agency. When you look at his roster, and again, we won't get into it because in a couple of weeks we'll do our midseason ranking. Yeah. But and I think he would admit this when we look at his roster after the draft. I would not have pegged that as a roster that would um, compete for a win, but he has since dropped seven guys and picked up free agents that have more than uh, replaced uh, who he had originally drafted. So he has played this season really, really well. So impressed with what Gibby's doing this year. Well earned at third, and this might just be a start for him. We might. I see think. Him this I think so too. He's made twenty-two moves so far this season. I mean, Mike has made thirty-one. Uh, but I, the 22 moves that that uh, uh, Aiden has done here have been 22 brilliant moves. He is he is uh, the master right now of of the FA wire and pick up drop and finding those those uh, uh, hidden gems. Well done. 
All right, so PMF. We're gonna have some uh, chance to talk about PMF a little bit more, and uh, we get into our main topic. But yeah, for sure. Got to give him an A minus. He came in at a preseason rank of six. He's vaulted to fourth in just a moment, and we'll see yeah. why in the winners and losers. But um, you know, two days ago we would have given him a C minus, and uh, his team just exploded in the last forty eight, seventy two hours, and has, has vaulted up the standings into fourth. Uh, for a number of reasons, but one of them, again, is patience and uh, definitely well-earned uh, A-minus for PMF. Yeah, we're seeing that, that bit of a theme happening, um, you know, with those teams that are currently, you know, uh, leading up the, the the front of the pack here in, in, in uh, the standings. Uh, is this idea of patience and it's playing off and, and where you can see and we'll see just in a little bit where patience is not necessarily working out and is not the strategy. And this is always the fine line when it comes to uh, the Lugue and fantasy hockey is when when do you end, <laughs> when does your patience stop and when does not panic set in, but when does the strategy of trades um, and drop and ads pick in? And that gets us, leads us nicely into um, the team that had a preseason ranking of 11 and is now sitting in, in fifth place, which is you, it's the Patriots. Um we're giving you a B minus. I think that's a little low. I would, I would actually put you uh, as a B, uh, more as a B minus B or a B uh, on that one. And I think it's is this is the shift that we're starting to see in the pool that you the tone that you have set already this week. Um, I don't believe it's panic trades. I believe they're stra- uh, very strategic trades. They're for both teams, uh, and we'll get to those in just a little bit. But now uh, you're sitting comfortably here in fifth, where you had a preseason rank of 11. So well done. Yeah, I don't know. I would call it panic trades. I when I when I dropped, and again in winners losers, we'll see this. I was you got many texts from me. I was making mm-hmm. changes. Many guys got texts from me, and uh, those changes will define my season. So let's see how those uh, those work out. At number six, Stitzville Raccoons. He came in preseason ranking of 10th. We're going to give him a B- as well. Yeah. And for me, Robbie's team is just kind of mediocre right now. It's not been an exciting season. hasn't been a, a boring season. He's just kind of slugging through this right now. And he's got a breakthrough soon. Something has to happen. So for me... I'm looking for a little bit more from what's going to happen with the Raccoons team. Yeah, he's just kind of been there in a sense in the standings. And and that sometimes happens to teams where they just kind of settle into a a, a spot and people, people move above them and below them and jump over them and fall back over them. And they just kind of kind of stay in the same spot for the for the remainder of the season. It's kind of se- seemed that he's got this couch groove that he's wedged himself into, and he can't kind of get out of. And I think um, we're going to see some action come out of the raccoons this uh, this uh, this week and coming up uh, leading into to the end of February, because as we know, Rob's not comfortable being in sixth place. He wants to be competitive, and as you said, he's just kind of been there kind of as as uh, an accessory to uh heisenberg and and mike and aiden's success i'm i'm, I'm saying it right now uh, robbie is an accessory he's like a nice bangle silver bangle to uh their flashy uh diamond ring he's a raccoon tail on a 1980s baseball cap all right so you are our next one you have our lowest score so far we're giving you a c minus you came in yep. at fourth you're at seventh i think a c minus is deserved at this point because it's been a disappointing season you should be a contender but for me yep. it's where are your goals and when i look at your squad yep. the goals you have versus the goals you should have don't match up so for me 
I'm seeing this as a, are you willing to ride this out? Are you patient or are you going to make a big move here? Because I don't think this is, if ever I saw one of your rosters that should be winning money, this is the season. Would you agree? Absolutely. And, and, and this is where it, the, the challenge here is, is, is a C minus. I was pre-ranked at four. I thought that was a little low, to be honest with you. Uh, we're giving me a C minus right now. I think that in some cases is a bit generous. Um, and, and it could be actually even a D plus. And, and I'll tell you why is that when you look at my squad, when you look at my team, when you look at the firepower that I have as forwards, there is no reason on paper that I should be ranked fourth in the league. Uh, sorry. So yeah, the fourth, uh, I have four, uh, yeah, ranked fourth out of 12, out of 12 positions in the league, 38 goals, uh, compared to say your 50 or Heisenberg's 59 PMS, 49 goals, uh, with the players that I have. And I've done nothing about it in that sense. So um, I think the ranking, and we'll get into this a bit later, I think, uh, the, the ranking of a C- minus is a bit generous with me. It has been, um, while Rob's has kind of just been very mediocre and blonde moving along, mine has been one disappointment after the other. And I'm even lucky right now to be in seventh place. So let's. Uh, we're getting into a group of disappointments now. Uh, ranked number one in the season, Doug Whiskey Dick Van Dyke Show. We're giving him a D minus. It's been a tough start for him. It's been a total disaster. This is a team that is built to win now. When you look at his goal tannings, you look at Leon Dreisaitl, you look at a strong draft. Everything was in place for uh, Doug to really, the, the table was set for him to win it this year. It's just not happening for him. Um, no, we can look at reasons later on, and certainly in the midseason rankings, we'll take a, a deep dive into this if he's still around here. But this is a manager that may need to look at pulling off a blockbuster soon if things don't change. Well, I think I think when you look at where where uh, Bobby and myself fall in 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 the standings, it's not where we were projected to be. We were projected to be some of the top teams, top five teams of the league. It's not working out. This is the it's a clarion call right now that we have to we have to uh, deal. We have to do something and get going. Um, and uh, this is our time, much like the Leafs. This is our time to to be competitive and win. And it's just not working out. At number nine, Nick in a box. So he had a preseason rank of three. We're going to give him a D minus as well. Same mark as Doug. But for me, there's actually more positive right now for Nick. Nick was our big topic last week, more, more specifically Nick's kids and the insight that they have yeah. into the hockey pool. But Nick, for the last few years, has had really slow starts. He's always like 10, 11, 12 at the start of the season and then makes a run. He's up into the 70s now. So he's yep. showing signs of life. Eichel hasn't played in ages. Um, he made a deal this week with me. So I'm saying a D minus for Nick right now. That might change really quickly. Yeah, I think sunny days are coming for him. Um, the challenge is just like some other teams in the league is going to be his goaltending stats. Um, that's going to keep him, uh, you know, further down the table where he actually could could uh, realistically be with the rest of his squad. So we'll see where that goes uh, for Nick. But you know what? He has done uh, the, the trades this week, um, plus his other uh, performance this week. Um, things are looking sunnier for him, for sure. Okay, so our final three here in the standing. Zoltok, um, wow, comes in at number 10. He had a preseason rank of two. He possibly yep. could have been ranked number one. Um, yep. we're, it pains me to say this because he's one of my favorite human beings in the world, but he is scoring an E uh, or an F on this season. His team is built to win. His team is stacked, and his team has been nothing short of disappointing this year. Yeah, and this is a sad piece here too because he's he's he I 
like as I said many times before, I thought he won the draft in 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 a, in a variety of different ways. He came into the season, I thought too. Again, he he could easily been categorized as you said as as being the top uh, team coming out of the draft again for a variety of reasons. And E is 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 fair here because this is probably. Uh, more than any other manager, and it's kind of uh, tough to you know tough to say because uh, there's some great teams happening in here. Uh, been the most disappointing uh, start so far. He's got a lot of work um, to do to dig himself out of this if he's going to make himself relevant in this uh, uh, league moving forward for this year. Well, the good news for Robka is we're going to have a trade partner for him in just a few minutes. So stay tuned, Robka. We've got a solution for you. Yeah. So listen, our number 11 and 12 guys, uh, they ranked 8 and 9 in the preseason. We're going to give them both C-minuses. Let's quickly talk about Hennessy. So for me, he's at 11th, which you would think would garner a, a lower score. But, uh, you know, I think we agree after the draft his team wasn't in a top three position. Um, but he started the season off really well. He's in a bit of a rut. Carter Hart's not playing well for him right now. And he was close to the top of the standings a few weeks ago. So I think there's hope in that team. He may need to do a tweak here or there. But um, right now, a C-minus for Hennessy. If he makes a deal, I think we can see that score and his fortunes move up. I think so too. He's a wily manager. He he he's a manager who who um, has pulled off some uh, big deals in the past. Uh, it's 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 uh, unfortunate uh, to see Hennessy this far down, uh, but but again, uh, this is what happens when your team gets in a rut for sure. And this is and again, let, let's move on to our twelfth. Uh, uh, team right now, he had preseason ranking of nine, same as a C minus is the Cutlass of Prisons is Gump, and this is what happens when COVID. I think this is <laughs> ravages your team. And this is this is uh, a kind of symptomatic. He's symptomatic of uh, those COVID symptoms, right? He's he's uh, he's lost his taste for winning right now. Well, when I so we made a deal uh, this week, and I think he had six or seven guys with an O on them because of yep. COVID. Um, you can't do anything. No, <laughs> if you are that, so he's struggling in it across the board. Um, but you know, with health and with those games being caught up in the coming weeks, we could see um, his fortunes. Full credit to him; he made a big trade this week. And people would say, "Wow, you trade Crosby for Pacioretty. But uh, Pacioretty goes toe to toe with Crosby in fantasy sports. He leads the league uh, yep. in goals. He's a top five guy in goals. He's a top two guy in shots on net. He's a power play goal guy. Um, so that was a really smart trade uh on gump's part a huge risk on his and a huge risk on my end but i think as a fantasy trade um he's showing that he's willing to do something i know and i i actually really like the trade i like the trade better for him than you um and for the reason that he needed to do something he did it i'm envious of his his desire to make those types of moves i find those sometimes a little bit challenging on my own um gump uh is in a, one of those positions where he's got so many players who have O's uh, beside their name because of COVID, but he's got a lot that he just can't do anything with. He's not going to drop them because they'll get snatched up. He's just got to ride this out, and he's riding this out smartly by doing a deal. He's still engaged. I love it. So well done. Okay, so listen, I'm, I'm just looking at time here. Do you think it's a good idea just to, to – let's skip over winners and losers and go into our main topic. What do you think? Oh, we got lots of time. Listen, we're only at 26 minutes. We, uh, our fans and, and, and across the world and, and, and the other managers have come to accept that this podcast is usually 60 minutes now. We've got lots of time for winners and losers. We've got lots of time for the main to- topic of the uh, timeless art of seduction. And we've got lots of time, I will say, to really zero in, focus in, uh, and, and really be critical – uh, in in a kind way, 
to this week's losers. So here's what I, I will suggest here. Let's meet in the middle. Let's let's go through the winners first. One, two, three. We'll sure. start at the losers, maybe three and two, and then time permitting, maybe we'll just go to the main topic. Yeah, no problem. We can do that for sure. We'll start in that order, but I think we'll have lots of time. So let's talk. Uh, let's focus on this week's winners first, and but let's go three, uh, three, two, one. Okay? Nick, in a, Nick in a box, uh, number three. So Nick in a box is now starting to be a bit of a player. He's in ninth place, which isn't where you want to be, but he has 72 points. This was a guy who had 48 or 51 points just a few weeks ago. He goes plus eight. And this is a team on the rise. So good for you, Nick. Plus eight for the week. Yeah, I love it. I love seeing this. He's He uh, was in the, the depths of despair uh, for many weeks. He was on the wrong side of that ledger, too. It's nice to see. And, a, and, a, and an eight-point jump is nothing to sneeze at. But, man, the next two teams on the winner's side, you talk about jumps. We had uh, These are massive, massive jumps, which goes again to show you how close things are in certain categories. Our second winner of the week is, Mike, is I was in the pool with a 21-point jump. And I think a lot of this comes down to some of those shorthanded points Cam Atkinson got for him this week. Yeah, he's listen, he's vaulted into second place, 108.5 points plus 21 on the week. He's, you know, he can see Heisenberg in his sights. This is nothing short of a perfect week for Mike. He couldn't be happier. My phone has been off the hook. I'm trying to figure out. I'm not that tech savvy, so I don't know how to block people, but it's coming as soon as I Google how to block people in Mike's going to be blocked. He's going to be the first guy blocked. For sure, and I think yeah, and I think <laughs> and I think Mike's love affair his 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 is is starting to be rekindled with Cam Atkinson. He's dropped him like ten times, and he's added him like ten times. So I think he's finally going to to keep uh, keep him on his roster. Finally, the guy's got a PRK of five. Um, he is those those shorthanded points are a big reason why he's where he is at. Well, did he send did he did he send you a picture of the? The black and you know the the black and white portrait tattoo that he got of Cam Atkins' face on his calf. He no, I it. haven't seen that one yet. Well done. Yeah, after he got the last shorthanded point, he went out to because uh, Vancouver's open. He went to East Van, yeah, a nice safe place, and uh, got that tattoo. It's just an outline right now, but you can tell it's Cam Atkins and uh, Atkinson, and, and he's going to finish it up in the next few weeks. So that's uh, I yeah. thought he got the full like the his full like number 13 on his back like so it looked like a jersey when he takes in Atkinson and 13 on his back he did that last year full full jersey so uh, that's awesome hey listen someone else who's going to get those celebratory tattoos is our, our number one winner this week so this was honestly a disaster of a season for PMF I texted him a week and a half ago and he's he was like what's going on this is an absolute brutal season and then lo and behold 24 point gain in the last couple of days, vaults him into 98.5 points. For a moment, he was above 100 points uh, this yep. week. And this is the kind of week you get, and then you remain a contender for the remainder of the season. So what an insane uh, plus for PMF and for I was in the pool this week. This is the wacky stuff that happens, right? A 24-point jump when Mike Smith is getting the shutout. And uh, when that happens and when he's played two games and he's got a .5 goals against and a 9.85 save percentage and a shutout next to him, I mean, he's off and running. Good on, on – um, PMF uh, for again showing a bit of patience with his team, uh, but it seems to be seems to be clicking here very nicely here, and and he's moving up. And I look you look at his squad. Backstrom's got 17 points. Um, you know these these are key pieces that he seems to have going for him, and uh, I really do think that uh, uh, he is going to be um, 
up near the top for uh, some weeks to come, for sure. All right, guys. So that does uh, winners and losers for the week. Oh, no, uh, we got time. No, 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 no. We got time. It's 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 it, this is. This is the deep dive. We always go deep dive, have the deep dive um, into into uh, some aspect of our show. And I think this week's deep dive is going to go into uh, week uh, three losers. So actually, let's start with uh, uh, the third um, third biggest loser because I really want to focus on the biggest loser of the week um, and really kind of maybe compare that to some of the successes that we've seen on the other side of the ledger, which was Mike and, and uh, PMF as well. So let's, let's start with number three, uh, this week's uh, third biggest loser, Rob command down 12 points. Yeah. We we've already talked about him in the quarter season report here. Things just aren't going well for him. A minus 12, uh, which is a massive drop. Really and truly, the pluses this week and the minuses this week were ginormous. I didn't expect to see such a huge variance from week to week, but uh, Zoltok, you know what? I would have been happy to be Zoltok at minus 12 this week, and we'll talk about that in just a sec. Our second biggest loser, uh, poor Hennessy, drops 15 points on the week, down to 11th place. A tough week for him. Yeah, and, 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 and Tony, the news isn't getting any better for you, again, because you have Stamkos, that whole uh, scare. He thinks he's going to be back next week, let's hope. Um, you know, he's got some key players, you know, with Giroux and Voracek out. Um, like, he's struggling. And this is going to be and this is going to be something that may hang around for a little bit longer for him. Hopefully not next week. But this, the biggest loser this week, I am sure brings... Uh, a smile to some managers, not mine. I take no, absolutely no joy in saying this, that you're the biggest loser this week. I, I It doesn't bring any joy to my life at all. I know Mike might be listening now and smiling. Aiden might be, uh, you know, have made a guffaw here and there. Uh, Heisenberg might be be chuckling. But you, uh, I know you are in, not in panic mode, but you're in, in that level of despair that I was a couple of weeks ago. Sorry, Brent, are you there? Sorry, my <laughs> headphones just cut out for the last few minutes. Are we done? Oh no, we're not done. No, because you're you're the biggest loser again at minus eighteen. And I can just do you want me to do that whole rant again about about you being in the biggest despair? No, I know you're just lying about your whole microphone piece and your earphones. You have a big time eighteen point fall biggest some of the biggest falls of this season i'm going to say i think at an 18 point uh, drop if we go back some weeks uh that's got to be up there with the biggest even with the start of uh, of the season that's huge um and you're sitting now with uh 92 points you were over 100 points this has got to hurt friend i didn't want to go here today and i told you at the start of the i told you at the start i wasn't in the best of moods and you made me go there so listen let's let's talk a little bit of history here right uh, I'm, uh, this is the deep dive segment, right? This is the deep dive segment. Um, and I think that kind of results in some of the panic pieces that you have. You know, you've been shopping heavily. You've been trading heavily. You've got, let's talk about your two first deals here and how this ties in you being the biggest loser this week. I'm going to answer this very concisely for everyone, not just for you, because I have clarity here and, and I needed this. Oh, yeah. By the way, I'm putting, uh, I would like to thank uh, Avino skin relief hand cream, uh, for being our sponsor of winners and losers this week. Uh, it's getting dry out there. Keep your hands nice and moist using Aveeno hand cream. So, Brent, I'm going to answer this very, very simply. And yeah. I'm going to answer it by just talking about my forwards. So, close your eyes for a sec and imagine the team that has at center Alexander Barkov and Sidney yeah. Crosby. At left yeah. wing, Brad Marchand, Pierre-Luc Dubois. And at right wing, David Pasternak 
and Patrick Kane. Is this a team that's panicking? Absolutely not. Ladies and gentlemen, what happened this week was something called clarity. I looked myself in the mirror and I said, it's time to make a move. Minus 18 is but a blip. It's like a marathon. You've run, we've talked about the half marathon thing. I'm going to give you a marathon analogy. Okay. I, every marathon, Olympics or not, there, someone always has to use the porta potty, right? Yeah. Right? We've seen yeah, 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 yeah. it all the time. It happens all the time. Dude. The guys that are running and leading and winning the Olympics, they use the porta potty earlier than others. They stop, have a quick porta potty, and then on they keep oh. running. Like in Formula One racing, yeah. it's just a normal part. This week was my porta potty week. This is I, I I don't know I don't know about this and like and I'm looking at it at minus eighteen it might be something indicative of of things to come it might be just you you might be be uh, falling into uh, raccoons mediocrity right now I don't know I don't know um, it's it's it's, it's it wasn't looking good for you but we're gonna leave it at that you're the biggest loser of, of for week five it is something that's gonna stick with you uh, for weeks to come uh, despite the fact that you pulled off two massive deals listen i don't know if you just heard uh that you know when you hear this back you may hear the sound of something pouring that was me pouring uh the lot last year's champagne i just opened it up right now i am totally comfortable with where i'm at and if you guys want to pile on me because well i am the dallas cowboys the new york yankees the muhammad ali of this pool and you guys need to pile on me this week i can accept that okay yeah okay make us feel better about ourselves that's I don't know what's going to make Heisenberg or Mike feel better about themselves, except for the fact that you're on, on uh, in the red. And we actually color code this, right? They're in the green. They're going. They're moving up. And those teams are, uh, that, that are the biggest losers this week are color coded in the red. And unfortunately, you've got that nice shade of red around your name oh, no. this week. But on that note, we're going to switch gears. Are you, hearing the, are you hearing the dinging? Yeah. Guess who's awake? Oh, is yeah. it is it is it is it is it our Vancouver friend? It's seven thirty in the morning there, so he's awake. So yep. I'm, I'm <laughs> I just need to text him. Uh, <laughs> just, he just texted Dubois day to day. Ouch! Like it's it's relentless. You guys, this is borderline fantasy bullying. And if there's one thing I'm not is a fantasy bully, but my heart hurts a little bit on this Valentine's Day weekend. So we're going to get into our main topic right now in just a moment. I need to text Mike back because if not, honestly, we're going to hear dinging for the next half hour. The guy. He he, um, hypertext, eh? Oh, it's 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 amazing. Anyways, while you get back to him, I'm gonna walk our listeners through podcast 68, uh, the main feature, the main topic uh, du jour, which is the timeless art of seduction. So here we are. We're at a critical point of the season for many managers, uh, uh, including those who are leading the way. And trades can be found. Dance partners uh, can be uh, uh, put together, and those cards, those dance cards, can be punched and stamped. And here we go. This is really about finding those perfect matches here on a Valentine's Day weekend here. So let's do Angelo. it. So let's do it. So uh, 12 managers, six trade partners. We've paired two guys up each and uh, let's go with our first guy. So um, two guys that we've talked about at length in the last couple of weeks. One is Gibby. One is Nick in a box. You guys are going to be paired together. So Gibby, I'll go through Gibby's strengths, assists, Points, power play goals, power play points are his strengths. He needs some shorthanded points, plus minus shots on goal. There's the cap. Yeah, Nick. Nick is needing. Are you all right? Did you fall down? Who, me? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no I'm Mike. good. Man. 
not mic issues or something. It's a little scratchily there. But Nick, Nick is needing Nick is needing some shorthanded goals, shorthanded point. Sorry, shots on goal, shorthanded points. Uh, that's his. Sorry, that's his strength. This this is I'm getting all confused here. You know, the whole yeah, you got excited. Yeah, I got really excited. As Nick's strengths are shots on goal and shorthanded points, two categories that are interesting, right? In terms of of where uh, other managers' strengths uh, fall here. Uh, his needs are big time assists and big time uh, power power play points here. So. What's uh, what are you seeing here in terms of uh, romance between these two managers? So we're calling this kind of a mid mid level. This isn't a heavyweight trade in terms of players, but this is a pretty significant one. Uh, Gibby's going to trade uh, Van Riemsdyk and John Klingberg, and in return, Nick is going to give him the Vander Kane and Brent Burns. Okay, yeah, your mic's been really off today. Is it, is uh, it back now or not? Yeah, it's still a bit crunchily, but that's okay. We'll right. we'll pull through. Yeah, I like this deal. It's one of those mid-level deals. I think it works well. It ties nicely into the deal that Nick has already done this week, and uh, I think it's something that um, is going to help both teams. Canes and Burns are consistently on the top of the shorthanded points category, and that's something that Gibby needs desperately if he's going to remain at the top. For sure, and um, you know. Of course, Nick went and ruined this because he dropped uh, Evander Kane this morning, but that's okay. But I see this as a deal where both of them get some areas of um, assistance in places where they need. So we got Van Riemsdyk has been amazing. Klingberg, uh, top power play unit, as you said. Uh, the Kane and Burns are do, do what they do in the shorthanded category. So this would be a great trade. Pretty simple, not overly painful for both managers. No, why, why does Nick have to go wreck everything? I know. I know. I'm like, God, let's just move on to the next one. This I'm, segment's falling apart in so many ways. Thanks, Nick. I know. Okay, so let's go our next pairing. Uh, we're putting PMF together with uh, the Cutlass Supremes. Yeah, yeah. So, so here we we're, here we again have have two managers that we feel have paired nicely together, um, and that could have a romantic weekend with this massive deal here. So the strengths of PMF, simply put, are goals, power play goals, uh, power play points. This guy's firing on all cylinders and goalie stats as well. This is these are huge strengths. He's leading in some of these categories, but he needs plus minus shorthanded points and game winning goals, right? Yeah, and we talked about Gump needing some some help across the board. Uh, his goalie stats need help. He needs, or sorry, his strengths are actually goals against and save percentage. Um, he's got great goalies in Rask and in in uh, John Gibson. He's got plus minus game winning goals. What he needs are offensive stats, goals, assists, points, power play goals, power play points. So who's PMF going to trade? PMF is 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 getting rid of Barry and Bozer, right? And and uh, yes, sir. Sorry, Besser. So these 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 are are um, players that you know have have a lot of cachet in the league right now. But Gump has given up who? He's he's doing three. This is a three for two deal. He's giving up uh, Sidney Crosby or Vienny Malkin's winger, and that's Casperi Kapanen, Braden Shen, who's a top line player in St. Louis, and then a superstar from Philly, Travis Konechny. So what this will do, um, Konechny, Kapanen, Shen, that's plus minus for PMF. He's going to get tons of plus minus from these players, plus specialty stats. And in return, um, Besser is scoring in droves this year. Unbelievable what he's doing. And then uh, Tyson Berry's, uh, he's quarterbacking one of the most lethal power plays in the NHL, he's the number one defenseman on that power play unit, so it's a win-win for both managers. Yeah, I like this deal, and it's something. This is a realistic one. Um, I think this is something that would help both managers uh, immediately, and we'll see if they get it done. 
okay, now this one's going to blow the roof off. Uh, this would be, this isn't even a blockbuster. This is whatever would be bigger than a blockbuster trade. Yeah, this is, but this is as, as much as fantasy as this kind of uh, what we'll get to is. I actually love the, the possibility here. And this is in without a doubt, a win-win for both teams, despite what you're going to hear. I l- absolutely love this. So we're pulling two friends together here so they can they can text after this is released. Heisenberg and Whiskey Dick Van Dyke Show. So we know Heisenberg, he's stacked across the board. Uh, the team is doing um, so well. The one area that is of concern is goalie stats, particularly um, getting some wins. Um, so let's talk about Doug now. What are his strengths and weaknesses? So uh, when we're looking at, at, at Bowlby here, um it's his his strengths are, are, are just just that right their goalie stats wins goals against and save percentages his needs he's got some big ones here and this is kind of gonna make sense when we we get through who's on the table here of goals points power play points and game winning goals let's go back to heisenberg though heisenberg um he's stacked in each category but again as you said he needs those goalie stats so what's what's on the table all right, this is where he might turn the, the podcast off, but we're going to say it anyways. So he is trading away Connor McDavid and Patrice Bergeron. Yeah, two names that basically you would never, ever hear on the table. But what's he getting in return? Because I think it was, would be equally shocking to any manager to be getting on their team. Well, the best player in fantasy sport and the biggest bargain in our league, Andre Vasilevsky, is going to Heisenberg. And so is a superstar in fantasy sport who has underperformed a little bit this year, but is when it comes to categories you're looking for, Tuevo Teravainen is one of the best in the league. So Vasilevsky and Teravainen for McDavid and Patrice Bergeron. As big of a trade as we would ever see in this pool. I think, yeah, if that were to get done, that would be, you know, just absolutely something to, to marvel at. And, you know, it's, it's, you're looking at the level of players that are, that would be offered, you know, Carolina has, 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 uh, is behind a bit in games. I don't think they've caught up at all. So Tara Vinen is a, is a good player to, to, uh, grab, um, now as he makes his run, this is going to be, this would be an epic, epic, epic deal. I would also like to say that there's a 0% chance that this one happens, but boy, would that be exciting. Yeah, <laughs> it totally not going to happen, but I love it. Yeah, okay, so we're, um, we've gone through half of our managers. Let's get into um, Zoltok, and I was in the pool, so we are pairing them together in the timeless art of seduction. Zoltok coming in with some strong power play goals, power play points, and shorthanded points. He needs uh, some game-winning goals, and he needs some goalie stats. Yeah, and this is this is where Mike comes in, right? Because Mike Mike has some strengths here with game-winning goals, shorthanded points, and goalie stats. But he's desperate in need of the plus-minus power play goals and power play points that Zoltak has. So this is who is on the table for Zoltak. So Zoltak's saying goodbye to uh, one of the leaders in the North Division, John Tavares. Uh, one of the best D in the North Division, Jeff Petrie. Victor, yeah. Victor Olofsson, who was on a line with uh, Eichel and Taylor Hall, and then uh, one of his upcoming goalies, Ilya Samsonov. So Tavares, Petrie, Olofsson, and Samsonov are going. And who is Mike giving up? Yeah, this is um, this is going to be an interesting, interesting one because he's he's sending sending uh, Robka's way is is Markstrom and Riddich 
Okay, so that pairing from Calgary Riley, uh, sorry Ryan O'Reilly and Jacob. Uh, what how's that? Chitron. 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 Yeah, Chitron. There. So there we go. So that's what's going back the other way. It matches, I think, uh, some of those needs very nicely. It is a very strategic trade in that way. Yeah. So this, you know what, this trade gives Mike immediate improvements in power play points and power play goals. This is what he desperately needs to maintain his second place and to challenge Heisenberg for first place. So he gets that in this trade for sure between Tavares and Petrie uh, and Olofsson. He gets a nice replacement in net in Samsonov because he already has the Colorado tandem. And then Robka, he gets his coveted goalie. Uh, he needs a tandem, and this is an elite goalie tandem that he's getting. Say what you want about the North uh, and the number of goals that are being scored. The Calgary goalies are playing really well this year, so that gives him those goalies. And then he's got some really serviceable players in Ryan O'Reilly, and he gets a replacement in defenseman. Yeah, and I know Mike's Mike's pretty stoked that that uh, that line A is is uh, you know uh, scoring here. Um, that benching uh, might have worked uh, this past week for him. Uh, but he's he is going to need some more firepower if he's going to actually push into first place, and this is this is going to give them uh, give them that. All right, on we go. So uh, our next pairing, you want to take us through the next pairing? My goodness, it is you and Mr. Raccoons, Rob. So uh, Mr. Warms, uh, Robbie Warms' uh, strengths here: assists, points, power play points, and game winning goals. But he's got some big needs here uh, dangling out, and that may explain uh, his 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 uh, woes in in the table right now too. So that's, those are his goals plus minus shorthanded points and game winning goals. On the other side, his dance partner is none other than you, uh, and you got some big strengths in those categories that he needs, right? He, he uh, you got those goals, power, uh, sorry, plus minus and shorthanded points. It's amazing. Some really elusive categories there right now for some managers, but you have some big needs when it comes to those assists. Um, now you've done some dealing this week that, you know, just might address that assist category, but I think this is something that will help it. Those power play points and game winning goals are also needs for you. Yeah. So we're going to do a really simple trade right wing center designation for these guys and then a defense designation. So we're doing a right wing center D uh, two for two. So Mitch Marner and Neil Pionk is what Warham trades in return. I'm giving up Patrick Kane and Tory Krug. Yeah, this is this is an interesting one because Kane is consistently among the league leaders in goals and in uh, power play uh, goals. These are these are areas that uh, Warm desperately needs, uh, and then could actually help him move up into more relevance within the table. And then on the other side, you're getting some players that are going to shore up those categories and some needs that you need as well, right? With the assists being in, and uh, some power play points that especially come from Marner. Yeah, so this would be a major transaction, but I think it's one that would address uh, both sides of the ledger for Robbie and for myself and uh, would be a big one for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, do you want to run through our last dance partner? This is the last one of the day. So our last trade partner in the timeless art of seduction would be you. We haven't mentioned you and we haven't mentioned Tony Hennessy. So uh, let's go through this. So your strengths, your assists plus minus shorthanded points, wins, and shutouts. But you need goals, game-winning goals, and you need some goalie stats and goals against and save percentage. What does Hennessy have? Hey, Hennessy has some of those key pieces here, right? So he's got uh, goals plus minuses and and power play goals. His needs are some goalie stats as well, points and assists. So this is this is a really uh, – um, 
I would say a deal that would start uh, the motion for other future deals to be uh, to build on this one as well, perhaps with the same manager or different managers down the road. So this is just a starting point deal, but man, it would be a good deal. So here we go. So we've got two major keepers changing hands here. You're going to give up Braden Point, which is a 10 or $11 keeper, and the Pittsburgh tandem, Jari and DeSmith, who have underperformed so far in return. Tennessee is going to trade Carter Hart and Philip Forsberg. Yeah, so this is this is he gets um, you know Hennessy is getting getting clearly the number one center in Tampa Bay, who is who is uh, firing on all cylinders right now and getting some really impressive stats in all of those areas. Lots of assists there that would help uh, Hennessy for sure, um, and that would give him an immediate boost. Who is who is Hennessy getting in return? That uh, sorry, who else is Hennessy getting in return that that may help? I mean, Braden Point's going to help anyone, right? He's uh, he's so good, uh, and that team is so good. So in all the areas that Hennessy's looking at, and I, I think that the Pittsburgh tandem is underperforming. I don't think they yep. are as bad, and, and their defense is getting healthier, which is going to help the goals again. So that's going to help him in shoring up. And he's got the when you've got the Nashville tandem and now the Pittsburgh tandem, that's a really healthy thing. And having Braden Point as your top, uh, centerman is is a huge thing as well for you um you score one of the top goalies in the league so you would get an immediate improvement in your goals against listen hart has not had the best of seasons he's struggled a no. bit but we know that this is not the carter hart of real pittsburgh or sorry uh philly is one of the strongest teams in the league yeah, carter, still hart, are, yeah. carter hart's one of the best goalies in the league um so you get him when he has his bounce back inevitably this year um, Forsberg's having a resurgent. He's scoring like he did a few years ago. Um, so this helps you with your goals and your game-winning goals. It helps Hennessy in those categories he's looking at. And what's really exciting is we see two quality cheap keepers changing hands in this blockbuster deal. Yeah, this is an interesting one, right? Because again, you know, right now everybody's looking at the Pittsburgh tandem as 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 you know the the uh, they were definitely on the, the on the shelled side of the episode, the shelled or shutout uh, episode a few weeks back. But as you mentioned, there there's a lot of value and a lot of quality there, and there's definitely advantage of having the tandem, especially if one cools off, the other one jumps in, and you can roll with that. I think again, the defense is getting better there. But coming back my way, un, uh, you know, undeniably is is you get uh, Carter Hart, right? And the and the key keystones to this deal are Point and Hart. I actually love this deal, and this is one that I would make. All right, so this is it. That's the timeless artist deduction. Twelve managers, six trades that we believe would help each and every manager in categories uh, of needs. Now, listen, is it Hockey Day in Canada today? I have. You know, good question. I have absolutely. Let me look. Hockey Day in Canada. When is it? It is the February thirteenth. It is Hockey Day in Canada. Look at that. So this means, fellas, you get your lineup set early, right? Because we've got early games today. Yeah, absolutely. So if I look at, I had no, no one play yet last night, and it must have been just a few games in the league. I didn't even actually look. Yeah, there's only uh, two games. It was. I had no one play, and uh, today. Um, you know, there's lots of postpone, <laughs> postponed games, but uh, you know, yeah, it's going to be exciting if it's Hockey Day in Canada and you've got uh, some uh, nice Canadian teams. So get those lines uh, uh, set early, uh, and hopefully we see some big changes, big moves, uh, big runs happening today and throughout the day. That's what makes things exciting. Hey, do you know what I got twice this week, which was really exciting? 
Uh, I could guess, but it probably wouldn't uh, be uh, worthy of hitting the air. Two two nights this week, I had seven forwards skating, and I got a total of zero points each night. Those it, nights are exciting. Yeah, the, and and, they, and those nights really, really, really hurt. And and uh, I noticed myself too. Is this because of because of some of that? I haven't been benching uh, anybody. Uh, but because I have so many players off, my max pace has kind of settled out a little, <laughs> a little bit, and now I'm like well behind in basically every single category. It's 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 actually getting ridiculous because I was so far over in some, but because COVID has basically ravaged my team, I should take a look at Gumps as well. That would be something to see too. I'm sure he's much in the same situation. Are you even paying attention to your max pace right now? Nope, not at all. No, I don't care about it because I it means nothing to me right now. So I haven't even looked. I have no clue where I'm over, where I'm under. I'm just playing as many guys and I'm adding and dropping as I can, knowing that at some point in April I may have to reconcile. But right now it's not a consideration. Yeah, it, it should be interesting because we got some teams kind of coming off of uh, for COVID protocol. Like It looks like Colorado is going to be back on the ice come uh, Sunday, right, tomorrow. Uh, so it looks like that is, 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 should be okay. Hopefully let, let's, you know, the big hope here is, is that, you know, uh, you know, this, these teams can remain healthy. We get some of these games in and the league starts to kind of level out a little bit because right now it's some of those teams like Gumps, like mine, like, uh, um, I would say maybe even Warms here too. Uh, it, it, been hit hard by, by, uh, postponed games and, uh, we need to get those in, uh, it makes it a lot more fun that way. Okay, last question before uh, we call her a week and a podcast. Uh, give me your top three guys this time next week. Who is one, two, three? And how many points do they have? Oh, this is a. I, I, number one is going to be Heisenberg. He's still going to be. He's at 121 right now. He's going to be at 119. Um, he was going to go down a little bit, but he's still going to be there. I don't see Mike being in number two next week. I don't. Um, that with a 21 point jump, I see Aiden sliding into number two um at 100 he's going to be about 107 and mike's going to be in third shortly behind him just at 106 those are my one two threes at the bottom i don't really see too much of a change unfortunately at the bottom i think you're still going to see uh zoltak hennessy and and uh gump the cutlet supremes at the bottom it's going to be very close as it is kind of now right there with them unless they do massive deals this week that could propel them and they need to do it soon to get out of that that bottom category uh, for next week. What are your top three and worst three for next uh, for week six? Heisenberg at number one. He's going to have 115 points. Number two, uh, I'm going to put Gibby at 113. So he's going to be two behind Heisenberg wow. this time next week. Wow. We agree on our top two. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to go PMF. PMF's going to push into that third spot at 104 points. So those are going to be my top three. Yep. For my bottom three, uh, I'm going to say I think that Gump needs a bit of time, still a few weeks away. So I'm going to put Gump at 55 points in 12th place. Uh, I'm going to say Zoltok's going to have a bit of a drop again at 57 points. And... Um, I'm going to say Nick is going to have a drop as well. So Nick drops into 10th place at uh, 61 points next week. So that's what happens. Are you saying because anybody who deals with you the following week, they fall in the standings? I don't I don't like the message you're sending about about potentially dealing with you is that the next following week they, they, they start collapsing. No, no, this is just a, it's just a, a bit of a reset for them. They'll, they'll come back. They'll do fine. Oh, okay. 
But notice, okay. notice what I, I didn't say who was going to be number four next week, and that's me, and I'm going to be one point behind PMF, and then the following week, I'll be in first. I don't know, because I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking here, because again, I'm seeing, I'm seeing after the Thomas Hurta seduction, after going through all these trades, everybody actually being open to trade possibilities, because that romance is in the air here. I'm actually seeing the biggest jump in terms of winners next week is going to be Rob Warm. Interesting. I think something he's got something cooking here, and the second biggest winner is going to be Bowlby. Nice. Third well, biggest is going to be third is going to be me, but Bolby, Bolby and Warm are tired more. So I'm used to being in the in in this area. I'm used to losing all the time. It's just like a, you know, whatever. These two guys don't like it. They're going to be. They may even trade with each other. Who knows? But they're going to be the top uh, winners for next week. So that's podcast sixty eight. That's episode sixty eight. What do we have on for uh, sixty nine? No idea at this point. We've done uh, so. We did a team one, which is good. So we looked at managers. We've looked at some league stuff. So we're going to see what happens in the league this week, and um, we're going to do. Um, I think maybe we need to focus on some players. Maybe some of the biggest uh, surprises and the biggest disappointments from a player perspective uh, next week. So maybe we need to to do a deep dive on uh, and some some stats on some players next week. I, I like that one because we have a lot of managers bragging about uh, their draft uh, strategies and their picks in the draft, and a lot of them dra- uh, bragging about their FA uh, pickups. And some some are, are, are waving the flag, saying that they're they're the, the smartest when it comes to to uh, their FA strategy as well. We know that Gibby right now is the clear uh, um, uh, genius when it comes to that, but other managers are thinking that they can take his crown and maybe next week that will be the case. Who knows? I actually really like that uh, idea. Well, listen, uh, you know, this uh, this episode was all about love. I felt the love today, and I got to say I'm ending it on a positive note because uh, my cat knows it's almost the end, and Snowball's doing his rollover, looking for some pets. He's looking for some love, so I think he's saying it's time to wrap her up. Let's wrap it up. All right. So on that note, everyone have a amazing Valentine's Day weekend. Don't forget that uh, tomorrow is Valentine's Day and we'll see you here next week. All right. Happy anniversary, Brent, and uh, have a good day, everyone. Good weekend. Yeah, later. <laughs>